Numbers chapter 23 from verse 19. The Bible says, God is not a man that he should speak falsely, nor a human that he should change his mind. Is the one to speak and not act, to decree and not fulfill. It is a blessing I have been given to pronounce, a blessing which I cannot restrain. Misfortune is not observed in Jacob, nor misery seen in Israel. The Lord his God is with him. With him is the triumph of the king. Praise God. And we are going to read another passage in the book of Revelation 21 from verse 3. I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, God's dwelling is with the human race. He will dwell with them and they will be his people. And God himself will always be with them as their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes and there shall be no more death or mourning, wailing or pain. For the old order has passed away. The one who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. Then he said, Write these words down, for they are trustworthy and true. He said to them, They are accomplished. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give a gift from the spring of life-giving water. The victor will inherit these gifts, and I shall be his God, and he will be my son. Praise God. Let us pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thanksgiving, Lord. We honor you, we praise you, we bless you, we enthrone you above every situation and every circumstance. We welcome your presence in our hearts, Lord. We welcome your presence in our minds. We pray that you may help us to learn something new from your word that is going to help us to be grounded in your word, to grow in wisdom and knowledge of you, to have our hearts, our lives transformed. For the greater glory of your name and for our own good and to have our eyes fixed on you this day and every day of our lives. In Jesus' name, we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. There's a song that um, goes like this. You're too faithful to fill me. You're too faithful to disappoint me. You're too faithful to fill me. You're too faithful to disappoint me. Somebody sang that song. And um, I like the fact that it is uh, helps us to meditate on the faithfulness of God. And when you think about faithfulness, is the fact that even when we are faithless, the book of um, Timothy says, he still remains faithful. And we just read two passages here that are guiding us to 
the topic for this meditation which is it is done it is done why because he is the lord of lords he is the king of kings he is the alpha and omega he's the eternal god eternity <laughs> is hidden in him we cannot know him and not experience eternal life it all begins with knowing him having a relationship with him so the bible reminds us one very important uh, verse here that we have to uh, dwell on that god is not a man that he should lie he is not a son of man that he should speak falsely it is very encouraging to just meditate on this word that irrespective of what we see or we don't see irrespective of whatever circumstance we have found or we find ourselves in irrespective of where our lives are irrespective of what our prayer intention or petition has been irrespective of whatever is going on in our lives we can be assured beyond every doubtful doubt that God is not a man that he should lie so it means that whatever promise the lord has given he is too faithful to fail whatever promise he has given whatever promise he has given us whether it is uh, in our personal journey or in the word he fulfills because of his faithfulness and then um the Bible says it is a blessing I have been given to pronounce a blessing which I cannot restrain. Misfortune is not observed in Jacob. Uh, the Lord is God is with him. And um, without even going back to when these words were spoken, just um, here is a reminder of God's faithfulness and is a reminder as well that we have to do our part which is to believe that whatever he said he will do he will still do despite what happens i mean he is in charge and in control so this is where romans 8:28 comes in that all things will work out for good we have to believe that um this word of god is also connected to that word of god in this perspective because we are human we are not able to perceive or to be able to handle or understand or comprehend every situation as it comes but we have a god who is not limited limited like we are who who has unlimited options to fulfill his will and his purpose here on earth he is the eternal god he has everything within his disposal he's not limited like you and i so it is our own part to be able to embrace and believe the fact that whatever the lord has spoken he has to fulfill it it is within his power it is within his power and majesty and jurisdiction and authority to fulfill it because it is binding to him he spoke it he has said it he will fulfill it for our part as human beings and um, many other times when we lose track when we lose faith when we think that um 
he has spoken but we imagine he's not fulfilling because of probably a change of circumstance or situation or maybe uh, things might not be going as we imagine or expect but you see if we have to believe in God we have to believe in God who is invisible who is all powerful who is almighty who is omniscient who is the great I am Elohim who is greater than you can ever even imagine, then the same way we have to allow our faith to rise above every situation, to allow our mind to be elevated, our perception to be elevated from where we are, the human perspective, to God's perspective, to where Jesus is, to see the situation surrounding us through his eyes, to allow the word of God to be the light that we need to gauge and to judge our situations accordingly according to his plan and purpose not according to our own imagination or plan or expectation so i believe this is why this word is here to remind us that god is faithful and to believe that he is so so faithful so so faithful to fail or to disappoint and actually every word has been backed up by the scripture even the fact that the Bible says that those who place their trust in God will never be disappointed. So um, he, he will not fail. If he has promised, then definitely he will do accordingly. That is why he's not a man that he should lie, because he is the truth. So when we know, we know who the Lord is. When you have come to know who the Lord is, when you cultivate that atmosphere, uh, then we uh, remain at uh, an environment, at a place of peace, mm-hmm, as we wait to see his plan unfold in our lives. And remember, we also remain not just um, passively, but actively doing what he has taught us to do and when is this uh, in one family that he loved very much and uh, he happened to be in that family or with that family at two different occasions so it is not the occasion that was controlling the situation but we believe he wanted us to learn something so this is the family of Lazarus so Jesus goes to the family of Lazarus at two different occasions and so one occasion it happened to be that it is when they had um, lost their brother Lazarus and the previous occasion was before that happened because the Bible records that he loved them mother Mary and Lazarus and the Bible records that Mary was sitting at the feet of Jesus mother was working in the kitchen and at some point as um, mother would have it as the Lord to ask Mary to go and help and he said that Mary had chosen the best thing she was doing what worshipping when the Lord came to raise Lazarus up um, the approach that mother had was very different from Mary Mary still maintained the posture of worship now, if this is the Mary that uh, the Bible records that um, was crying at the feet of Jesus at some point, and 
using her hair to clean his feet and pouring the best perfume that she had upon the Lord, anointing him before his burial. She did not know what she was doing. She was doing something different and she was crying constantly and no words were spoken. And everybody around was judging her, but the Lord knew what was happening. So if this is a scenario that the Lord presented to us in the gospel, then that means is a posture of worship. And irrespective of these three different situations, uh, Mary doesn't seem to have to allow the circumstances or the situations that are around to control or to guide her and um, how she was going to um, present herself to the Lord. So she maintained that position unlike her sister mother. So, we just read a scripture that says that God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should speak falsely. Meaning that every promise the Lord has given us, he fulfills in his own time. He fulfills, he is faithful to the detail, to the last detail. Even though we might not perceive as we imagine how the situation is, we have a backup scripture that says that all things, all things will work out for good for those who love the Lord, Romans 8.28. And then, so what happens while we've already seen the part of the Lord and we know this is the word of God and we know that it will come to pass, so we have to work on our part. So how do we work on our part? We have to look at um, look at our part and now imagine of what we are meant to be doing while we are waiting for his plan to unfold, you know, um, for his will, for his promise to unfold. If he doesn't fail, then we cannot worry about it. Then we don't have to worry about it or be burdened about it. We need to remain at a place of peace. And when we remain at this place of peace, we know who is the Prince of Peace. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. And then we read uh, Revelation 21 from verse 3. The Bible says, heard a loud voice from the throne saying behold God's dwelling is with the human race he will dwell with them they will be his people and God himself will always be with them um, as their God <laughs> he will wipe every tear from their eyes and there shall be no more death or mourning wailing or pain for the old order has passed away you see, this is John recording, and um, it is interesting because uh, the establishment, the new creation, when the Lord comes to give us an opportunity to experience the new, to become a new creation in Him, it is when we know who He is, when we know who we are in Him, and then we have our hearts open to receive 
to receive every promise he has spoken upon our lives definitely our mind is renewed then our bodies dwell securely and we hold on to him in hope because he is our hope our hope for glory so the promise is that he will wipe every tear from their eyes you see if the lord has promised to establish the new in our lives and we believe it then we have to come to a point to believe that whatever else that we desire is already taking control and also have the um probably the desire of the capacity strays above everything that to try to present the old in our our now because you see um because he's an eternal god he is speaking into the future and whatever he is doing or his planning to do is meant to transform to bring the new into action so that means we have to allow allow him to take over our from now on and to surrender our past so we cannot dwell in our past we cannot hold on to our past we cannot believe that our past has everything that we would have needed or live in misery but to be able to let go of that misery is to dwell on the now and to allow his light to shine on our tomorrow so whatever did not happen or happened in our yesterday according to isaiah 43:18 ends today the bible says that remember not the events of the past things of long ago consider not see i'm doing something new do you not perceive it so for him to be able to establish that new we have our part to play and our part is to allow the old to fade off from our mind from our lives because whether good or bad he has a better tomorrow so while we are in our today we allow this today to be the the moment or the time or the season that we cultivate our hope in him that we uh, do what mary has taught us to do and that is to remain at his feet to worship him cultivating our relationship with him seek him so we can find him like he said uh, reading the word of god and um everything will unfold according to his purpose it will unfold with his will with his power so how i see it is you see the, like uh, when you read here the bible records from verse 5 the one who sat on the throne said behold i make all things new then he said write these words down for they are trustworthy and true he said to me they are accomplished of the alpha and the omega the beginning and the end the thirsty i will give you see that is like the lord has repeated um repeated 
himself, introducing himself again and again and again. Why? I think is the fact that it needs to be engraved in us. Who is talking? Who is this? Like, we have to have, um, we have to get to this point where, I mean, there's no looking back. There's no retreating. There's no giving up. There's no, there's no, um, other option that he remains to be the only option the only focus that we have that he remains that the lord remains to be the only god the only god because you see the promises that he has given us can only be fulfilled by him he is the author and the finisher meaning he's the one who promises he's the one who fulfills he's the one who introduces he's the one who accomplishes he's the one who says that he will wipe every tear and when he wipes definitely he feels that part with himself he's the one who takes away all the worry and he feels that void with himself he's the one who takes away all heart and fills it with himself he's the one who has promised he's the one who fulfill he says he's the alpha and omega he is the beginning and the end he continues on to declare to the verse 7 that the victor will inherit this gift i shall be his god he will be my son that is the intention a relationship a relationship that is what the lord requires from us nothing else and nothing more a relationship you see this is the reason why jesus died on the cross this is the reason why jesus came to die on the cross he wanted to establish a relationship that cannot be broken by anything or anyone and this is why it is so so crucial to be able to accept to know believe and accept um according to John 3:16 that he loved the father loved us he gave us his son the son loved us he gave us our he gave us he gave us himself when he's going back to the father John chapter 17 when you see the conversation that Jesus had uh, with the father you can actually know that <laughs> His deep, deep desire is that the unity that he has with the Father would be the same unity that we have with him or he has with us. So, <laughs> what are we talking about? You're talking about um, the fact that the Lord said that he's not a man that he should lie. I don't know what you have waited for or believed God for, but the conviction we have to hold in our hearts, believe every beyond every doubtful doubt, is that it is done. Why? Because he is faithful to fulfill what he promises. So, what do we do on our part? Cultivate an atmosphere of hope. As we hold on, as we wait to see him unfolding the promise he has given. 
and to know and believe that he is the one who began a good work in us he's the one who brought us into this world he's the one who will finish it doesn't matter what happens in between it might not even make sense to us probably at the time when something doesn't go as we imagine or um we don't see any sign we just need to know that even when we are worrying he's still working behind the scenes so he's working behind the scenes and he's working because even now we know the bible says that since jesus was glorified he's been sitting at the right hand of the father interceding for us he hasn't stopped he hasn't stopped so we do what we have to do remain at his feet at his feet meaning worshiping him uh, we cannot worship and not thank him all those are tied together worshiping thanking him glorifying him we are actually helping ourselves not to worry about anything because when we open our mouth even though the bible says you o oh lord will open our lips and our mouth will announce your praise psalms uh, 51 <clears throat> when we choose choose to surrender our mouths for the lord to open and we praise him despite the fact that we might not have seen or received or gotten to where we expect or seen that prayer answer but believing that his word is true then this is where the miracle happens this is the point where the miracle will erupt because we are speaking to whatever that situation could be or that circumstance when we speak in as we are going through different kind of situations and we haven't seen what probably we imagine or expect or believe that the lord has promised it is a language we are actually exalting jesus above every situation so anything else that does not come from him will be powerless will not have power over you and i but it is made powerless when we exalt jesus when we choose to thank him before we even receive the thing he has promised then we are putting a demand on him you know uh when we choose to honor him for who he is then it is going to benefit us and our salvation journey in believing and trusting him that he is who he is and that he is faithful to give us what we have asked because it is in his word he said ask and you shall receive so when we come to know all this uh, fact about what he has said and then we read the scripture like this one here and we see like in two verses it has been repeated 
um, like four times, most five times that uh, he has in- reintroduced himself over and over again, reminding us that he is the one we need. He is the one we need to relate to. He's the one we need to uh, cultivate that atmosphere of a relationship. He is the one we need to help us in our day-to-day struggles and challenges. He's the one we need to transform our situation. So we thanksgiving to God. We pray that the Lord will help us to remember that what he has spoken in this verse 7 that the victor will inherit these gifts. So all these are gifts that he intends to give you and I and I shall be his God and he will be my son, my daughter. So he intends to build a relationship with us, a relationship that we don't have to worry about it, anything. We just need to remain at his feet, believe and trust in him and he will do and fulfill every promise that he has spoken in our lives and to believe that he cannot fail us because that is not how he rules. So only when we know who he is and how he does whatever it is that we desire, then we will be at peace, not just for a day, but every day of our lives. So this is what we pray for. The Lord will give us peace despite the struggles and the challenges. Despite the struggles and the challenges, we'll get to experience His goodness in our lives and that His name will be glorified and that whatever experiences we go through will help us to mature in His love, to grow more deeper in intimacy with Him where, you know, um, to a level that nothing will worry bring or cause worry in our hearts but our focus will be on Jesus our focus will be on him our eyes will be fixed on him and we will believe that he can bring good out of every situation so the situations will not be uh, will not be uh, bring or present themselves as a hindrance but we will believe and know and acknowledge that he owns the whole world. He is in charge and he is in control. So we pray that the Lord will help us to surrender ourselves to him and to believe that whatever good work he has begun, he will fulfill because he is faithful. Let us pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, with thanksgiving, we honor you, we praise you and we worship you. Submit and surrender to you this day. Thank you for your word. Thank you for teaching us something new. Help us to hold on to you. Help us to grow in love of you. Help us to be able to submit and surrender to you and believe in your word like never before. And to always seek to cultivate an atmosphere of our relationship with you to remain at your feet intentionally and actively with thanksgiving as we surrender ourselves to you.
saying that you haven't maybe done a lot here on a place and you worship me Jesus in Jesus mighty name we pray with thanksgiving amen in the name of the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit amen Thank you.